Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news, along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. Hey folks, welcome back to Police Pod Talk, and once again, we will have someone on the phone that we'll be talking to, but this person on the phone today, we want to give out a big thank you to our frontline people. I mean, they're on the front lines, they're working hard, and uh, they're doing all the things that a whole lot of us would never want to do, but they're essential workers. On the phone today, I've got Jenny with me. Uh, she is a nurse at a local hospital here. And she's going to talk a little bit. Jenny, you can say hey to the people out there and let them know you're on the line. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good hey. Uh, <laughs> we'll be thanking her. Like, uh, we want to thank all of our, our frontline people. Uh, we've been thanking uh, police officers, and now we're going to be thanking the nurses. And this is a special segment we're going to do. We'll be talking to several nurses, and uh, Jenny just happens to be one of them. So, Jenny, um, I'm going to let you talk. You're going to basically take the mic, and I'll ask a few questions every once in a while and jump in. And uh, we want to know where you started at in the hospital, how you ended up at where you're at, and then we'll go from there. So go ahead, roll with it. All right. Um, I actually started um, as a CNA. Um, I really wanted to start uh, in a medical field, taking care of my father. I like taking care of others and helping others and making sure they're doing good. I've always wanted to become a doctor, but I became a mother at a young age. So that wasn't, I mean, I know it's possible, but I just, there was no way that I could leave my family here and do school. So I did the CNA. Then I went to school for to become a surgical technician, and that is actually passing instruments to surgeons during surgery, and that's what I currently do now. Um, I actually started then as a, from going as a CNA, then I worked at Lutheran Hospital. I, I worked there for over a year. Then after working there, I went to O&E, great place, loved it, worked there for two years, and I actually got my foot in the door Honestly, I can say I'm working at the VA hospital. I love it, working with the older vets. My dad was in the military, so helping the vets is great. And after being there for five years, you get a pension. So that's a, that's a bonus. <laughs> there you go. That's okay. So um, if someone asked you for a scalpel, you would know what a scalpel was, right? Yes, sir. Okay, we see that in the movies all the time. You know, they ask them for a scalpel. <laughs> or, they, or they need some suction somewhere, and you're the person that does that. Yes, and I can tell you everything they do in the movies and the TV shows, they do incorrectly. Wait a minute. All those years I've been watching MASH. Now, MASH, they don't they do it right on MASH, or you've never mm -hmm. seen MASH? I've never seen MASH. Okay, because they're probably doing it right. I mean, they got it down right. <laughs> they so. probably did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave that alone. We'll leave that to you. You know what you're doing. I'm just making it up <laughs> as I go along. You enjoy where you're at right now, right? Yes. Actually, I'm going to say I do love blood and guts. Okay. It's, well, it's just great. Okay. So explain to us how, is this something that you wanted to do or you got pulled into doing? Actually, um, reading the stuff at school and looking into it. Actually, I really like working in the OR. It's great. The patient is con not like 
really like awake, but I'm actually working on a live patient. They're not dead. So honestly, it's a great thing. And I'm working on a patient to make them better. Are you part of these people in the front line with all this COVID-19 stuff going on? (laughs) Yes. When all this started going down, um, I was one of the people at the front door asking one of the main questions. And that was, why are you here? Have you been in contact with anybody with the coronavirus? Do you have an appointment? And just the simple questions. And if you answer, and do you have a cough, fever, or shortness of breath? And mm-hmm. if you answered yes to any of those, you would have had to go to the ER. If it was no to any of those, you would have had to put a mask on and then continue your day. But that was my day for eight hours a day for about a month and a half, continuously all day long, just asking those questions. So you were seeing these people coming in right, you were the very first person they ran into. Correct. So if they had this virus, you had a chance that you could have gotten it right then and there. Correct. Taking it home. I mean, you're working eight hours a day. You know who's coming in and out of the door. They maybe felt good. But what we're hearing now is even though they feel good, they probably still could have had it. So you were carrying this home. How did that weigh on your shoulders going home with a possible virus? I can tell you my anxiety after all this COVID started went through the roof. My husband started working from home, which was a great blessing. Daycare closed, so, you know, school was, and of course, school was out, so everybody was home. I was still having, when you're in the medical field, nothing stops. You Mm -hmm. continue working. And for me to come home, I change, as soon as I get to work, I change into scrubs. And then as soon as you're done, you take the scrubs off, you put your work clothes, I mean, you put your regular clothes back on. Then after that, you actually then... I get home, I actually sometimes had extra clothes in there for me to change, or I would actually dress down to my underwear and bra and just take it and then take it to the laundry basket right away. Mm -hmm. Just because I didn't want my kids to have contact because it was very scary. And just knowing like my kids could get it or anything like that, like I said, anxiety is through the roof. Every day I would pray and thank God that I would not take anything home. Family. They had to be worried, too. Oh, here comes mom. She's coming home. Do we need to stay away from her? I mean, did it wear on them also? Yes. They would always say a blessing every day for me to make sure I would make it home. And please make sure, like, you are, like, doing your precautions that you're cautious at, you know, Mm -hmm. work. And do what you have to do and come home safely. And this was eight hours a day, every day. (laughs) Yes. And I'm still on call on weekends and once a week. Okay. So you're not at the front door anymore. No, I'm actually doing cases now. We're actually doing OR cases Um, right now. Before we actually start the cases, we are doing COVID testing on the surgical patients. So we actually do the testing and it takes, we do the rapid testing and then it takes about an hour and a half to do. And then we get the results back. And then we haven't had any positives for the surge, for the surgical patients. They have all been negative, which is a good thing. But if they do come back positive, I mean, we do have our N95 masks and all the gear that we have to wear, but the surgeons do talk to the patient and tell them the risks, you know, what will happen, you know, if we continue the surgery. So the people you've been working with, I mean, you went from the front door and now you're doing surgeries. Have any of your nurses or doctors come down with anything? No, no. But I can tell you that One of the issues that we've had that somebody's came through the ER, the symptoms, they didn't have the symptoms of the COVID. 
they had gastro symptoms, stomach issues. They went from one part of the ER to the next part of the ER. Then they took them upstairs. Then they decided to, to test them, and it ended up being positive. When you look up, look at all that from when they went room to room to room and how many ER nurses touched them and everything they've touched, now, during our case, is that you sh- now everybody has to go to Oc Health. They have to take temperatures twice a day, whoever came in contact with that patient. If you don't show any signs or symptoms, you go back to work. You put a mask on, you go back to work, mm-hmm. which I honestly find ridiculous because it's not fair. Until you show that you have fever, then you get to go home. But till then, you still have to go back to work. So you're you're still plugging away no matter what. Exactly. This thing has been going on. Every time I turn the news on, the numbers are going up. And are you busier than you ever dreamed you'd be? Oh, no. we've um, Where I work, they actually cut back a lot. So they've actually pushed the patients back like 90 days or they'll do telephone calls or Skype. But you got to think again, where I work, most of these people do not have Skype or phone call or um, phones or anything like that. These are older Americans. These are veterans who. Correct. You went from the front door asking questions and it was busy there. And now things are kind of mellowing out just a little bit. But the fear of the virus is still alive and well. Correct. But the thing that. I can tell you that the mask that people are wearing does not protect from the virus. Okay, wait, wait, back that up now, because see, I've got a couple of masks here. <laughs> What's the so problem? So um, the mask that you wear, the regular masks, like the face masks and all that, that does not protect you from the COVID. So the only mask that's going to protect you is the N95 mask. Wait, wait, stop right there, stop. I've got those little blue ones that I see them wearing, where it kind of stretches out, the, the ones you give that from the That does not work. Well, then what? Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's pointless right now to wear those masks. Like, for instance, when I went to Starbucks, I had a lady have gloves on and pass me my Starbucks. And I told her I want a fresh cup just because I said, you wearing gloves. When you're touching every single thing, Mm -hmm. you're touching somebody's credit card. You are touching money. You're not changing your gloves. Okay, Uh if you change your gloves during each person, that is fine. And you're sanitizing your hands. That is the correct way to do it. But if you are not changing your gloves during each person, Hmm. then you're passing each like you're passing the virus or whatever you have on you. Mm. And that's the same thing I even tell some of my friends that I've known going in the grocery store. They all have gloves on and you're touching every single thing that's on the shelf. Then guess what? You're touching your cell phone. Then you're touching whatever else is in your purse. And then guess what? Maybe you're itching your face. You know what? Guess the person beside you maybe has the COVID and they're touching the same exact thing that you have. So it's honestly pointless to have that. And I've had doctors even show that the regular mask that you are wearing is pointless. It's making your breathing in more of your own air. So it's the only thing really honestly is the N95 and the N95 mask you cannot breathe out of. If you, I've been in a case where you wear the N95 N95 mask and you're in a case for two hours, you cannot breathe. I'm going to tell you that. They make it indent in your face, and it's for that you so no air gets in your mask at all. Okay, well, well hold on, dear sister. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. What about the? No, you're good. You're good. I just want to calm you down there a second. <laughs> 
so the cloth mask that everyone's making out of T-shirts and uh, you know little flags and everything, those are not working? Those don't work? Correct. Okay, so I can put my T-shirt down. I had a nice Nike T-shirt. I was gonna make a mask out of. <laughs> so where do you it get? It is where pointless. Do you, yeah, but where do you get these the, other masks at? I mean, the N95s are basically that you would get at a store unless you're gonna buy it on Amazon or something. Those things are like a hundred and fifty dollars probably by now. Okay, well, see, that's the fleecing of America. I'm not gonna spend that much. I may have to double layer mine. What if I doubled mine? Would that work? No, sir, that is not going to work. Okay, why don't you hook me up then? (laughs) (laughs) See what I can do if I can sneak one. (laughs) And not a used one either. I don't want it to be all sweaty on the inside. (laughs) So So, there's another topic for you. Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) Let me ask you, what is the outfit from head to toe? What do you have to put on when you're going into a room? Well, you have to wear gloves. You have to wear a mask. You have to um, face shields. You wear a gown. You wear shoe covers. And then there was a time that we had a cap on, like a hooded cap. But I did not. I wore it once during a case. And I will not wear it again because there was holes like in the back of it. And I said, this is ridiculous because there's still airflow going through and I will not wear it again. So I said, yes, I have my N95. And that will get me through the day. So what do you prepare your family with? I mean, have you guys gone out to the grocery store or out to? Um, if we usually go to the grocery store, it's usually me or my, or my husband that usually go. We okay. don't usually take the kids. I usually do click list. Okay. So do you get masked and gowned up? What do you wear when you go to the grocery store? Tell us what we should be doing. Honestly, I um, do not wear gloves and I do not wear a mask. Wait a minute. Why not? Why so? I just told you that the masks don't work and the gloves don't work. Gloves, I'm touching everything, and I don't need to touch everything. So, and the, wait, wait, the mask, the N95, we don't have much of, and I keep that at work for the benefit of if when I go into surgery. So I do wear the regular mask like because I have to wear it at, at work or I have to go mm-hmm. home. So I have to wear that. Okay. But other than that, when I go to, unless I go to Menards and I have to wear a mask, other than that, no, I don't wear one. Because yeah. I wear it all day long, 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's kind of... Okay, so for for our listeners out there, and they're hearing this going, wait a minute. I mean, we're hearing that we should be wearing these uh, masks. We should. Be, everyone should be doing it. There are cer- certain states that are now requiring this. You're telling me, and you're in, the, you're in this profession, you're in the front line, that it's not needed if you're going out amongst other people. Correct. Now, if you have a cough or something, yeah, wear a mask Like if you have a cough. But other than that, Okay, so what if the person next to me at Walmart, when I'm getting my stuff, my my blow-up swimming pool, and I don't have on a mask, they don't have on a mask, and they start coughing? It could be allergies, sir. (laughs) We hope it could be allergies. We hope it's allergies, right? It could be. But, yes, we can't go buy anything else. Like somebody could have the flu. Somebody could have TB. Everybody's. It could be anything, but okay. at the same time, the masks honestly don't work if it's the COVID, Okay. to be honest. Okay, but would it, it would be like buying uh, insurance, life insurance. Would you rather be safe than sorry with something? Yes, but I'm not going to be wearing like an N95 mask if I do get one and my kids don't have one. That's not going to work. Okay. Now, if I go out and I do have like my three-year-old with me, I will put the mask on my three-year-old if I'm out. Yes, I will do that. That's just me protecting my son. Other than that, no, I usually, no, I find it pointless. Okay, well, like I said, I was watching the news, 
<laughs> and it said that there's there is actually more testing going on. People are getting tested more. And but then they said there's also more people being admitted into the hospital. They That's said because those they don't because they don't know how to social distance. Can you kind of help our listeners along here? I mean, because it says a lot of young people, the young people are the ones that are now starting to test positive. The young people are the ones that are now ending up in the hospital. The young people are the ones who are going out to these parties, having a great time, then going home and hooking up with mom, dad, well, I'm gonna, okay, being around mom and dad and grandma and grandpa, and they're the ones getting sick. So I think it's because they're maybe drinking out of the, maybe they're using a bong or drinking out of the same beer bottle, or maybe they're seen each other i don't know what they're doing hmm. but but the young people are the ones the numbers are going up on yes but those are like probably the college students that are partying they're saying that there's possibly a second wave but a lot of places are not even done with the first one are you guys hearing that believing that i do that? believe that honestly i do i think it's not over yet i feel like when the flu season comes again in september october i feel honestly that our second round is going to come again and we don't have a vaccination and when the flu season hits i feel like that's when it's going to hit again what precautions i mean people are listening to us right now what precautions do you nurse jenny think that we should be doing take your vitamins drink your oj sanitize i can just tell you more sanitize and just watch what you do and that's all i can say i just that's it well you said something about social distancing well, that too, but I mean, there's only so much you can do with that also. Like, kids are supposed to go back to school in fall. I don't know if that's going to actually work. We're supposed to go back to full capacity at work with <clears throat> with patients going oh, coming wait, back. Was that a cough? Are you okay? <laughs> yes, that was a cough. That's not growing. That's a smoker's cough, sir. I'm just messing with you. So kids will be going back, and you know kids are not going to stay away from each other. Exactly. Like, I don't even know if they're going to be wearing the mask or keeping it on or how that's all going to work. Right. And like, I'm scared for my own children going back to school. Okay, but I feel like that's even worse than even them going to a swimming pool compared to them going back to school. I'd rather have them going to a swimming pool than going to school. It's mm -hmm. weird. Okay, well, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here, okay? Because I know there's some people listening and they're going to say, well, wait a minute. You said that they don't need to wear a mask. You said it's not that bad. The mask won't do anything. So why are you so concerned now all of a sudden about the kids going back to school? Because kids are dirty and they like touching <laughs> stuff. Okay. That's the difference. Kids are dirty. They don't like to wash their hands after they use the restroom. They like to touch everything that's not theirs. They touch the doors. They touch the handles. They touch the walls. That's different. Okay. So would you recommend that every school should be supplied with the, the uh, what did you call the mask, an N90 what? N95, no, but just because I know I can't breathe out of it, and I know that my 8-year-old eight year is not going to wear it. And my, my two 14-year-olds are about to go to high school, and I know that they're going to, they're not going to wear it. Okay. If your kid's high school said every kid has to have a mask, it doesn't have to be the one that they can't breathe out, but at least wear a mask, would you support the school on that? Yes. Okay. And you would encourage your kids to do that? Yes. Okay. But now what? I can tell you my three-year-old will not wear a mask. Well, he, your three-year-old's not in school yet, right? He's in daycare. Oh, okay. He goes to daycare. But if the daycare tries to make them wear it, would you say, hey, try to keep the mask on as long as you can? No, because you, you he's not going to wear it. You wouldn't even try I, to help him wear it? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> because I know he's not going to wear it because I tried other doctor's office. <laughs> we tried. It's not going to work. And as a mother, he's not going to wear it. Okay. All right. We'll, we, we won't go down that road on that one, okay? We'll leave that alone. <laughs> My thing is everybody has been behind you guys 100%. Everybody's been thanking you guys. Can you give us kind of an idea of what has some people on the outside, be it uh, stores, be it restaurants, anyone that has really <laughs> been over backwards and showing their appreciation for you guys? Give give our listeners an idea of what's been happening to oh, you. My, my favorite was Starbucks that they gave out um, iced coffees or regular coffees, tall ones. Those were, That was my favorite. Um, we actually had people buy food for us pizza or um, mission barbecue actually brought food for uh, for us that was a big one like big big orders for the whole facility so that was nice pizza that was a big one I liked I didn't win them but I was upset but I was very happy that they did this um crocs um they uh they gave out 20,000 or 50,000 free croc a year I mean a day to whoever signed up so that was nice <laughs> Um, if you worked in healthcare, so that was great. So all that was amazing. So with all of this going on, all the stress that you're under, all of the changes in your life that you have to do just to go to work and then even come home, that wears on you after a while, right? Yes. Okay. What are you as nurses and what are you as yourself doing to relieve some of that? Who are you talking to? Who are you venting to? What are you doing to relieve some of the stress? Um, one of my stresses is called wine. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Your daughter is a big help also. She's one of my best friends. So my friends are a big one, a very big one. But coming home to my family is another one. I couldn't do it without them. So that's just, I read books, watch shows. <laughs> that's about it. That's yeah. all I can say. Like, there's not much because anything you do, like you look on social media or anything, um, it's just negativity. And it's so sad. That's all I can say. When you sit here and I had a nurse actually work on the fourth floor where the ICU patients were with COVID patients. And it's just so sad on how they, she heard the way they were breathing and, you know, taking care of them. And it's just, you know, it just breaks my heart. And I'm glad I wasn't on there and just because I would I would be crying every day I came home. I've read articles where um, a doctor and an ER nurse killed themselves just because they couldn't take it anymore because they the daily living that they were dealing with as taking care of these COVID patients and living their like taking their you know, the COVID patients were taking their last breath. They couldn't do anything about it and they were Skyping with their relative and seeing their goodbyes. It's just sad. And, you know, some did pass and some made it through and it, it really sucks. And I have somebody that lives on my street. They did pass within two days after he found out that he had it. And it's just so sad. It's something um, not to joke about. Do you know, you have some people that come in to the facility and say it's a hoax and it's it's not a hoax. It's something that you take seriously. Um, every day that I, like I said, I wake up and I try to tell myself it's going to be another good day. Take care of a, I'm going to take care of a patient and they're going to make it out alive and it's going to be all okay. So getting with your nurse friends, getting with the doctors and you guys venting maybe a little bit together. Does that help? Yes, it okay. does. Yeah, because you guys, I'm telling you, you guys are fighting something that a lot of people, a lot of people appreciate what you do. I mean, almost everybody, because 
if you guys are not there, then we're really in a world of hurt. And uh, we really do appreciate that. And that's that's why I wanted to do this and make sure people know that you're real. You have you have worries and fears just like everyone else. And uh, we wanted to hear that from you. What would you say if you had the opportunity to speak to a group of young people who are headed out to some big pool party or headed to a, a, a confined uh, concert or something? What would you say to them? I would say just be careful and make sure, you know, you're with a group of people that you know that they are not with COVID people. But I would say I would wait and just kick it at home. Do it like in the backyard. Do find somewhere and go to your parents' house or find a place where, you know, it's safe and just do it or wait. It's not worth it, honestly. Mm -hmm. So more of an outdoor where the wind is blowing would be better. Yes. Like, just do it in your backyard. I mean, it's it's where I do my little thing is in my backyard. Everybody always comes over to my backyard, but I know that my people are always very good. So, real quick question. How long have you been in the uh, nursing and uh, healthcare field? I would say over, like, seven years. Seven years. And this is the first time you've ever seen or dealt with anything like this? Yes, sir. And there's no, you don't see an end in sight? Mm, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But you're hanging in there and you're talking to good people and they're keeping you going. They're keeping you positive, right? Yes. And, and I got you too. So. <laughs> well, I try to do my little bit, but <laughs> I do I do appreciate it. And I know our listeners appreciate it. And we've talked about you guys before, but we finally got a chance to start getting some of you nurses on here, some of you people on the front line. And like I said, talking about it, letting us know what's going on. And let me ask you this. Uh, I've got a trip that I got to take down to Florida. Is it worth me getting on a plane here in the next few months, or what do you what do you suggest? Um, I say yeah, because um, I have a friend that just went to Florida, and she's doing okay. Okay. I think everything is going to be all right. Just make sure you sanitize and wash your hands. And gotcha. Just remember, just don't wear gloves and touch everything. Don't wear gloves and touch everything. I got you. Okay. Yes, and don't itch your face. Okay. Well, well, Nurse Jenny, we really appreciate everything you do and everything you're doing for our veterans. We really appreciate that, too. And we appreciate you talking so freely and openly with us. We will be there supporting you always, and we'll be praying for you. And uh, hopefully the people are listening and that they take your advice to stay safe. Um, Folks, we appreciate you being with us here on Police Pod Talk, and we will catch you again next week. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com. Or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Junior or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.